You ready? Let's go! Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Oh, man. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Uh, presented by MississippiSportsMedicine.com and my uh, torn meniscus surgery, powered by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. We are live in the Bank Plus studio. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app and the Zone1059.com. Our guests join us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Lunch today brought to you by Bulldog Burger. Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland. Bulldog Burger in Starkville. And Bulldog Burger in Tupelo, Mississippi. Thanks for streaming the show in the Golden Triangle area and Tupelo and in the Jackson Metro area. Bulldog Burger is right there on Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. It's right across from Fertizzi's before you hit the spillway. Before you go to Havana Smoke Shop, you see Bulldog Burger. That's a cool, cool building. Lots of outdoor space and so on. They're doing a great job slinging uh, amazing dialed-up burgers, specialized specialty burgers, I guess is a better way to put it, with all kinds of toppings. And then uh, sandwiches, appetizers, Great selection of craft beer. And you can sit outside there at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland. Um, there on Lake Harbor. In fact, it's it's right down from the Armory, which is a uh, new client of ours in Ridgeland that we're very excited to, to have on. We'll have Dave Bartu at 9.30. Bartu will preview an SEC team, plus we'll talk some college football playoff. Um, what did Bartu do last time? Oh, he ranked the 11 headsets, coordinators, offensive and defensive coordinators. We may dial, eh, we may dive into that too. Um, Arkansas has the, the best coordinator pairing in the SEC with Kendall Bryles and Barry Odom. Billy Napier did a great job, an ama- just a super-duper job putting together his staff at Florida. And... Um, Kiffin's done a good job hiring. He's going to call the plays uh, on offense. He's in the top tier play callers in the SEC on offense. Kendall Browse is one. I think Heupel and Kiffin are basically tied at two. And then Napier. So that's tier one. Offens- offensive play callers, which is driven through scoring efficiency in the red zone. Uh, so it'd go Kendall Browse, Arkansas, Heupel, Kiffin, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Billy Napier, Florida, and then t- kind of number one in tier two is Mike Leach, which is still really good, by the way. Um, but in this state, in the rivalry, Kiffin has the edge mm. as the offensive play caller slash red zone efficiency. Will that hold up? We'll see. Without Matt Corral, I don't know. It, but it question. may. Yeah. 
It may. They keep adding pieces, you know, slowly. But in Deion Smith, they say so. So Kiffin just landed the big dog Central Florida guy who's caught 73 passes. Uh, you know, does Deion Smith join from, from Jackson slash LSU back to Mississippi to Ole Miss? And is that enough to, uh, it could be even more than what they had last season. Um, I mean, Drummond was good and Sanders was good, but hobbled and Ely was dangerous. Uh, they had a couple other pieces, but it was really Matt Corral made everybody, you know, 10 times better. But are they stockpiling enough through the, I mean, they just added, added another guy and they're strong. I mean, if Dion's people have said it's a done deal for months. Deion Smith told me they added Malik Heath. Hello. So that, that's are... a lot of pieces there. You would think that Kiffin, the way that he can draw it up, can leverage those guys, even if it's not Elijah Moore talent. And who knows? One of those guys may be developing late in their career at a at a at a really really high level. I don't I don't know what Deion Smith could be. He's still really young. I know this. He looks great. You. I mean, I I watched him. I mean, I. I go to the MRA games. That's where my kids go. And when they played Jay that year, Dion was on the field. Um, he looks great in a uniform. Mm-hmm. And, and look, they didn't know how to get him the ball, which is mind-boggling to me. But uh, but he he looked the part. He was the best-looking player <clears throat> on the field, and there yeah. were some really good football players on the field. I mean, Stones went to South Carolina. Davis Dalton's going to Southern Miss. Uh, Dakota, uh, whatever his name, Dakota is going to miss. Well, he's either going to major league baseball or Mississippi state baseball. I mean, there, there are a lot of dudes who signed P five G five Dion looked the part. Had he played for MRA, he would have been catching passes. absolutely and totally dominant. Yeah. Ole is number two in the country behind Southern Cal in transfer. Okay. Portal classes. I wonder if Dion Smith can, they've been leapfrog. They've been going back and forth. Because Lincoln Riley's going heavy, too, because he's ready to flip the roster uh, at Southern Cal, and he's going to do it. He may boat race everybody in year one. He's got three. He's got 17 portal commitments. Almost has 14. That is. LSU has 15. Well, Brian Kelly had to do it. Alabama has five. And A&M has one. Max Johnson, or did they grab another two? I'd or... have to go. I, okay. We know they have Max Johnson. I would guess they have one or two more. Okay. But... They're not even close. Mississippi State, eighty. Uh, it has eight commits. They're forty third in the country in the okay. transfer. And portal. really, the leader. Who's the leader in the in the clubhouse for them, Blake? Is it the Georgia wide receiver or the Florida State corner, or safety? What was he? Um, I or am I getting that say... wrong? I mean, I know the kid from Northwestern. They think can be good out of Mobile. He's a wide receiver too. Yeah, so Hunter Washington is the corner out of Florida State. He was a four star. Okay. Um that Hunter I would, Washington. Say that's probably it. He'd be the guy. And where was Justin Robinson on the list? Out of Georgia, the wide receiver. I'm looking for Out of right bounds. Yes, that's cool. Out of bounds. ESPN one oh five nine the zone. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. The show is brought to you by the uh amazing wings at Sal and Mookie's in Madison. Uh and Jackson, but don't forget that Sal and Mookie's has lunch pizza specials that they roll out a lot of times in like four to five minutes. If you're like me, 
I want to stop in, get something quick. New York-style pizza, salad mookies in Madison. You can pair it with a Caesar salad. A lot of times you can be in and out in less than 15 minutes. Salad mookies, pizza specials, Tuesday through Friday. New York-style pizza, it's wonderful. Mm. Their wings are amazing. Yes. They do a, 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 a Thai chili sauce. You can go with some other things and pair it with the gorgonzola. It's really, really good. Their paninis, paninis are good, too. Uh, the wings, New York style pizza, and paninis, salad mookies in Madison, salad mookies in the Eastover district in Jackson, which I'm hungry now. Did you find Justin yes, Robinson? Yes, Justin Robinson was a three star. Okay. He has four years of eligibility left. All right. Cool. Cool. Hey, do you want to get into. I don't have time to get into 60 seconds. Kevin Sumlin drinking beer? No. But we can next we can. segment. We can do that. All right, we've got a story as part of this article that we're referencing on Mike Leach, Nick Saban, and Jim Harbaugh and their approach to hiring and filling out their staff. Unbelievable story on Kevin Sumlin hiring Dana Holgerson when Sumlin was at uh, Texas, I think. I mean, not Texas, Houston, right? And... You'll love it. It has to do with drinking beer in like a bar that I envision like Finian's down on Fortification right across from Corner Market. Speaking of the official grocery store, the Out of Bounds Show is Corner Market in Bellhaven. I was there yesterday. Had to stop by and get some Sanderson Farms chicken. Corner Market in Fondren and Corner Market Northside Drive, the official grocery store of the Out of Bounds Show. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Hey, Blake, did I tell you the story about former Las Vegas Raiders general manager Mike Mayock after he got fired? No. What happened? He told a story a couple of weeks ago. So for our listeners, Mike Mayock was the general manager for the Las Vegas Raiders for three years. Prior to that, he was NFL Network. So some of you know him. Um, But he worked with Gruden and... He did a pretty good job when Gruden didn't get in the way. And Mayock's really good on TV. 
But he got fired. They lost their uh, playoff game. To, oh gosh, the Bengals. Yeah, they were inside the 20-yard line with uh, Tom. Correct. They, they had like three chances to win. Yep. I'm pretty sure. So it was, I, you know, it's just a whisker, man. I mean, we forget that. Um, but but general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders for three years, pretty damn cool, right? Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. So after being fired by the Raiders, he took all of his Raiders gear. Now, can you imagine how much Raiders gear? Uh, a whole closet. Okay. Worth. Yeah. And they actually have cool colors, black and silver. All right. He takes all of his Raiders gear down to a fire, the local fire station down the street from his home in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Knocked on the door and gave them two big garbage bags of brand new Raiders gear. Yeah. And he's talk, he's telling this story and he says, and I told them, hey, I just got fired as the general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. And I don't need this anymore. And he said the guy looked at him like he had three ears yeah, and four eyes. I believe it. And that, that's, that's a good story, though. I can't believe he got rid of it all. That's very interesting. He, he, he told, who was it? He told Dan Patrick, he said, look, I already kept what I wanted. Yeah. And over the years, well, they you, you get, amass hundreds of pieces. Yes. And he said, I'm not going to wear Raiders gear anymore. No. He said, I may have kept, I don't remember if he said he kept a couple pieces or not. But he said he had so much that he hadn't even gotten into. I mean, think about all the cool golf shirts, pullovers, oh, yeah. hats, visors, whatever. Yeah. Shorts. You know, NFL unlimited budgets for gear and merch. Yeah. They and just he, pump it out. He dropped it off at a local fire station. I think that's so cool. That's very funny. I don't know what his future will be, what he'll do, if he'll go back in TV or not. Or he all. said that he had several options, but that he wasn't going to rush into anything. Yeah. So, it is commonly talked about over the last year or so. Uh, his 2020 draft with Oakland might be one of the single worst drafts in NFL history. It, you're right, and and but I also want to know how much Gruden. No, yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, he, you know, Mike. He, he made a great point. Interesting. They, they won more games every year. That's true. And ended up in the playoffs, and we're within a whisker of of winning a a, a playoff game against. I mean, I know we all think of the Bengals as, oh, they made the Super Bowl, so they just coasted. Well, I think it was Raiders-Bengals early, early in the playoff. Yeah, that, that was a hell of a ball game. And, and, you know, they were right there down to the wire, which is the That's way right. a lot of NFL uh, most games are. Games go. Yeah, most games are down Most, to most the games wire. are five points or less. Yeah. Or th- How many three, three-and-a-hook lines do we get? Yeah, Absolutely. No, that's interesting. I want to get to the uh, All right, Sumlin. Sumlin story okay, real quick, So we're too. bouncing off the, the same article where we just talked about Mike Leach and his approach to, to hiring his staff, if you call that an approach. Um, but the name of the article is how Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban, and Mike Leach fill out their coaching staffs by Bruce Feldman on theathletic.com. Well, Kevin Sumlin, who was the head coach at Houston, Texas A&M, and Arizona, um, he's a piece of the – he's a part of the – the story, too. And they talked about identifying Dana Holgerson, who had coached under Mike Leach, and how he, hired, uh, how he interviewed Dana Holgerson. So, basically, what they do is they go to a bar in Houston called Pub Fiction, which I think is a cool name. It's in Midtown. And the guy who ran it 
closed out the whole front room for Kevin Sumlin. And Sumlin says it was just me and Dana sitting there, and it was about football, what the offense would look like. We just played West Virginia and saw how fast they had gone. And we talked his philosophy and how'd we do it and how much we could pay. Sumlin was talking to Dana Holgerson. Here's what it's going to be. And they asked Sumlin, how many beers did they drink that day? A few. Then they go on to Blake, talk about how Sumlin wrote out the contract on a bar napkin. Yeah, while they were slamming some brewskis. While they were slamming beers at Pub Fiction. That's awesome. And Sumlin basically couldn't pay him what he wanted, but he said, I'll tie your salary to a win bonus. And if we win 11 games, here's the percentage. If we win 10, it's this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Isn't that great? Which doesn't really happen with coordinators usually. No. So you have to, and, and this goes to show you like, Again, if you're creative as a head coach, you can find ways to make your team better, both on the field and in the coaching staff. Right. And and someone called Holgerson back and said, we've got your bar napkin for you to Dude, sign. Isn't I, that funny? I bet you could argue that then if for, he doesn't make that hire of Holgerson, he never gets the A&M job. Oh. Because it was that offensive yeah. uh, schematic at Houston with coupling with getting Case Keenum that launched someone to A&M. All right, fast forward four years later, later Dana Holgerson is interviewing Tony Gibson, and they meet at a bar called Damaris Barbecue, and the place was closed, but Yanni Damaris is the owner, and Dana Holgerson got him to open up. And Tony Gibson is talking about getting interviewed by Dana Holgerson at that time, and his quote was, we played Golden Tea for about six hours, and drank a blank ton of beers. We never talked one down of football. I got back home, and my my wife said, how'd that go? And he said, I have no idea. I got drunk with him. <laughs> Gibson got the job. Mountaineers defense improved from second to last in the Big 12. The rest is history. And, and they go on to say a high percentage of Dana's interviews have taken place at Damaris Barbecue in Houston, said one of Holgerson's assistants. Isn't that so funny? Yeah. What'd you do? Well, I played Golden Tea and smashed a bunch of beers, and I was named the offensive coordinator later that afternoon. Not a bad deal. Right? I so. love how different that, different that is compared to what Saban does. Saban's is next. Because he's so regimented. Yeah. And it also seems like the way they talk about it is like everyone's nervous that Saban's only interviewing them to get information out of them. No doubt. Like not to actually interview them, which is such an interesting – we talk about the secrecy and the way – People in, was there anybody in, more paranoid than coaches in college? But it's college football coaches because in the NFL, people interview and they just like tell you exactly. They're like, "Here's my whole system." College football coaches and ads. Yeah, but in the NFL, it's literally like they they talk about Sean McVay in this article yeah. and the way that they interview, and it's totally different. The NFL, it is coaches like coaches in the same division get together in the off season and talk about strategy in the NFL. It's totally different. College football is not like that. There's, Not really. It's so guarded and so, if I help you, I'm hurting myself. Well, they close practices. Starting in July, you'll get to watch every NFL practice. Correct. Literally everything. The NFL Network, when Blake and I are sitting here starting about July 28th. They just air practice. They the just whole, air practice. The whole day. They're like, we're at Colts and camp. And there's 5,000 fans there. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you want to, you can go out and just record practice and watch it for 800 hours. Like, like I, I walked through Davis Wade like eight years ago to stock someone's locker, and a guy stopped me in the stadium. Like you were Dan was Mullen was doing a walkthrough on a Friday. Yeah, and you thought I was trying to steal. Yeah. United States Chinese trade secrets. It's like when it's look, it's like, dude, I'm just trying to put some bourbon and Tito's yeah. in this in my buddy's life. It's what Jackie who Cheryl can't get here from Nashville until tomorrow morning. Remember the stories we've heard from guys who played under Cheryl and Brewer and all them about how psychotically paranoid they were about yes. the other team stealing stuff. Yes. I love it. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Brought to you by Havana Smoke Shop. And all their premium cigars, two locations, I-55 North Frontage Road. And, of course, across from Shaggy's at the Reservoir, you're looking for some amazing, wonderful sticks for the weekend. Havana Smoke Shop. Bar 2 coming up next. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds brought to you by Briarwood Wine and Spirits. You can find Long Branch Bourbon and Russell's Reserve and Wild Turkey 101 at Briarwood Wine and Spirits. 4949 Old Canton Road in Jackson, Mississippi. Show is also presented by Dallas Body Shop in Ridgeland for all your collision repair. Dallas Body Shop. And the show is brought to you by Went McGee, the Mortgage Man. MortgageManMS.com. He'll shop the best rates for you. Better go ahead and get qualified. You got about five seconds to make a decision on homes in the metro area. MortgageManMS.com. We are the Out of Bounds Show. Dave Bartu, uh, the college football maniac, joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. We had an unbelievable hour-long conversation last week with Dave Bartu um, grading the 11 headsets. It got smashed on the podcast. Uh, Dave ranked the best and worst offensive and defensive coordinators. And then we went over the Ole Miss schedule. We're about to go over the Mississippi State schedule, which may lead us back into some 11 headsets discussion or some other things. But when people start referencing what we're talking about, the way that we frame it up, had a couple of guys reference the 11 headsets thing over the weekend. That means that we're we're hitting on something. So, uh, Bartu, good morning, Buttercup. Dude, this segment brought to you by the Hookers and Cocaine Collective. We have so much money, we tell you where to go to school. There you go. That just um, woke everybody up. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, it's it's good to hear people talking about eleven headsets, different concepts, right? Isn't that what one of the things I think we're here for is to at least myself is to try to right or wrong is bring a different angle. Bring a different uh, concept, outside the box thinking. Look at football a little bit different. So, uh, if if your listeners are talking that way a little bit, uh, that makes me feel good too. Uh, I agree, and I pick up on that stuff real quick. And uh, had a couple of guys reference eleven headsets, so we'll get into that. But first, I want to walk through the. We did the Ole Miss schedule. Uh, I want to mm-hmm. do the Hale State schedule, and just kind of get sure. your thoughts. I, 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 I guess I'll walk you through about three games at a time. Um, 
I think they're it's a tough start, to be honest. Um Mike Leach and Mississippi State start with Memphis at home at Arizona mm-hmm. and at LSU, bar two. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole <clears throat> I was looking at it this morning, because uh, when, when when I got the note to to see if I'd come on um last minute, I'm like, well, let's pull up the schedule and I mean, it should be a win, right? But is there a is there really a bigger game on the schedule than that first one, considering what happened last year? No, there's not. I mean, that that that, that first game's huge. It says to me, it's like that's a tone setter for the whole rest of the season. You lose that game at home, and I look in 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 the Pacific Northwest, people be like, oh, they played a football game on Saturday. Down there, everything's on fire. I, I'll see the smoke signals from my house. You lose that football game, <laughs> right? You know, you know, the whole season's over. Everybody's screaming. Um, but Memphis has a new OC, new DC, uh, and, and that game's at home. So that should just be – that should be a flat-out W. No question, right? Uh, at Arizona, worst coaching staff in the Pac-12, worst talent level in the Pac-12. Should be another W, right? Um, hey. And then you get LSU early. Now, if, if, if you're going to catch a talented team, because LSU's always going to be talented, Right, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who's coaching it. I mean, this is a this is a program that has the second most NFL starts the last decade. LSU is always going to be good talent wise, um, but you're getting them early in the season, whole new coaching staff. I like the spot there. To me, that's a coin flip game. That's a fifty fifty game, uh, and and we're going to bet the over on that football game blindly right now today. Whatever the line comes out, we're betting the over. Uh, strength for both teams unequivocally is offense. Uh, so, so we're going to go over September 17th, but I think through three games, I'm, I'm at two and a half wins here. Okay. Because, it, because to me, the Memphis, Arizona, that's a WW. Got to win both those games. I mean, if the season's going to be worth a damn, that's a WW. Agree. Um, and then that, that third game, because of its location on the schedule, I'd much rather have that game now than than you know seven weeks down the road. Uh, when maybe they gel together a little bit better. Uh, I'm going to call that a coin flip game. Obviously, we'd love it more if it was in Starkville, but it ain't. So um, I, I'm still saying the coaching continuity of Mississippi State coming over from last year uh, and, and quarterback superiority should get that more of a 50-50 kind of ball game. Dave Bartu on the Corona Premier Guest Line. This is the Hale State football schedule preview. We've done this with Bartu the last few years. Wildly popular both live and on our podcast. All right, Dave, I'm going to give you the next three. Bowling Green at home. Is that Bowling Green, Blake? I guess that is. BGSU. Bowling Green <laughs> no, at home. And A&M at home. Yeah. Bowling Green, A&M, and Arkansas all at home, bar two. Right. Yeah, you get, you get three straight uh, at home here. Bowling Green, um, I could make a pretty good argument. I think that that's the, possibly the worst team in college football. Um, so, so now we're at we're at what we're at three and a half wins, right through 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 four games. A uh, and M at home, facing a top ten recruiter, shouldn't win that football game. Uh, now here's here's the, the Arkansas game because I I see this schedule. You got you got three games where recruiting is is fairly even you get uh you only get really one of them at home so i think there's i think that's a disadvantage to the schedule this is one uh this is another 50 50 game uh you're at home 
uh, I lean coaching Arkansas, talent Mississippi State, home field advantage Mississippi State. Uh, I think Arkansas is probably going to be favored in this football game, so I'll take the points and Mississippi State at home. But um, this is the second 50-50 game on the schedule. Uh, and, and the third one is right behind it at Kentucky. Um, and with Kentucky, the one thing that I really question is how good is that quarterback? All right, because you got you got a good defensive coordinator, uh, Brad Solid. Uh, you got a new offensive coordinator. I didn't believe in Cohen. I think it was the quarterback last year. I don't believe in Rich. Uh, and so, to me, if Kentucky is going to be a eight and four, nine and three team, like a lot of people are talking about, that's all on the quarterback. I'm drafting that guy. So, so I'm curious, and we'll we'll know what this team is by week seven when Mississippi State goes to Kentucky. Um, I'm I'm taking A and M as a as a loss there, uh, and then Arkansas as a half game. So through through six, uh, we're sitting at four and two. Okay. That's what that's what that's what that's what we're looking at right now. I'm I'm at four wins, two losses uh, when we're when we're looking at the coaching, the recruiting, and the and, and where these games are played. All right, and then and at Kentucky, you have it as a fifty fifty game, Arta. Yeah. So so the the next the the next group of three, right? I mean, we got we got at Kentucky, uh, then we're going to Alabama. Loss. Zero. Right. Why do we even talk about Alabama on the schedule at all? Like it even should possibly be a win for anybody. <laughs> you know, God help. I mean, it must be fun to be an Alabama fan sometimes. But the other part is, how do you keep picking crap apart and, and convince yourself you might lose a game to get excited about it? That is so lame. Uh, you know, oh, that's going to be a close one hosting Bowling Green this this week. What? No, it's not. Uh, Mississippi State at, at Kentucky, though, there, there's another coin flip game. And, again, the schedule goes against State here. Um, it, you know, when I'm looking at these schedules, the one thing I try to pull out is the games that should be close. And a favorable schedule obviously has more of these games at home. Um, and Mississippi State, 50-50 game, what did we say? LSU on the road. Arkansas at home. Kentucky on the road again. Um, I think we'd all be a lot more confident if LSU and Kentucky were, were coming to town. Um, and you'd rather visit Alabama and go visit A&M and just take the loss on the road. Uh, and then, that's, you know, the, the third game, here, here's your – I don't even know if this is a 50-50 game. I think we should call it one. Um, but we know Auburn pretty much has out-recruited state for its entirety of the last, you know, 10 years. Sure. Uh, but that Auburn staff is – not good at all. There's there's really nothing on that staff uh, that is even remotely redeeming when you talk about SEC money and the quality of the staff. Uh, so uh, going against the talent, you know, in, in previous years with stable Auburn, you're taking Auburn to win the football game going to, to, to Starkville, in my opinion. Um, but now with this coaching staff, I, I'm not buying it. So – we're at we're at four four and two through six Kentucky coin flip now we're at four and a half zero on Alabama I'm just going to take the straight up win against Auburn now we're at five and a half uh, through week or uh, through ten games uh, going into the Georgia hosting of Georgia yeah the in what is that November twelfth mm-hmm. uh, at at the end of the year so all right. 
so Leach, I've said this, Kiffin's living right. He hasn't pulled Georgia yet and does not pull them mm-hmm. this year. This is the second time in three years Mike Leach gets to play uh, one of the top three recruiters in the country and the reigning national champs. Uh, so Georgia at home, you've got that as a loss. East Tennessee, a win. And then at Ole Miss, and that favors right. who? That may, that favors Ole Miss. You know, I, I, heck, I remember the first time I came on your show uh, forever ago. And, you know, the recruiting has always been pretty close between the two uh, with the edge to, to Ole Miss. Um, but even back then, it was just take the home team, which largely has been pretty good. But with this one, again, you got the home team, you got better recruiting, uh, you got home field. And in my opinion, you got a better overall coaching staff. So, we were at five and a half through Auburn. Georgia's a loss. East Tennessee is six and a half. Uh, and then you get your last coin flip game. You know, even though it's at Mississippi, I'm taking Mississippi. I still say it's a coin flip game just because, look, the talent's there. And, again, Mike Leach, I know he, the, the, the staff doesn't grade very high, but he's a bloody walking upset. The guy is he pulls games off like this, right? And, and so – uh, we're at six and a half, and and so I think that egg bowl is, uh, we're talking, seven. You know that that that's the seventh win right there, possibly. Mm. Okay, so let's go over it real quick. Day bar two on the Corona Premier Guest Line with the Hell State football schedule preview. Here's where he is. He's got Memphis win, Arizona win, LSU fifty uh, fifty goes a half. Bowling Green win, A and M loss, Arkansas fifty fifty. That's a half. Kentucky half. Bama mm-hmm. loss. Auburn. He's going all out win there because Auburn staff is terrible. And then Georgia loss. East Tennessee win. And the way kind of it sounds like Bartu's framing this up, kind of a 60 40 in favor of Ole Miss in this game. Does that sound about right, Bartu? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, like, to ju- I like to bunch games into clear losses, clear wins, okay. right? So we got Memphis, Memphis, Arizona, Bowling Green, East Tennessee, okay. right? Those are all W's, right? I mean, that, that's 4-0. Uh, Georgia, Alabama, A&M, that's 0-3, mm-hmm. right? So so now it comes down to um, – now it comes down to the handful of games that are, are tight. You know, LSU, Arkansas, Kentucky, Auburn, and, and Ole Miss. Yeah. And you, you, you go 3-2 and two there, seven-win season. Right, you, you somehow exceed, you know, and, and now you're looking at eight and four, you know, fringe top twenty-five. Eight and four might get you in top twenty-five. So, so to me, that there's a schedule uh, when you look at the really big tight games: LSU State uh, or Arkansas, Kentucky, Auburn, Mississippi. Three of the five are on the road. That to me is where Brutal. the advantage is in this schedule, right? You know, and, and then you get Georgia. I mean, what kind of crap is that, pulling Georgia <laughs> twice in three years? I mean, seriously. It's like it's like they got a dartboard at Destin, and they just take Georgia off for, for, for some team. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, uh, you know, it's, it's completely random. Horse crap, you know. I mean, if you were trying to balance it, you could see this stuff. Um, so that's got to be – I mean, if I'm a state fan, I'm completely irritated with stuff like that. But, hey, what are you going to do? Um so yeah, the se- the season obviously to me is just is those five games. Three are on the road. Uh, you get three of them, you're seven and five. Uh, you get four of them, you're probably a top twenty five team. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, tell right, uh, 
So last week when you graded the 11 headsets, offensive mm-hmm. and defensive coordinators, best and worst. Yeah. yeah. Blake wasn't here. He was playing hooky in, in Ireland. Okay. So where, yeah. talk about where you had Zach Arnett as a defensive coordinator ranking in the Southeastern Conference, Bartu. In the SEC, uh, I got I got Zach in the um, second to bottom tier. Uh, I have him down there with uh, with Nick Howell at Vanderbilt. Uh, Schmetting at at Auburn is in his in his zone of horrid all by himself. Um, so so he he's that that's your fourth tier right there. Uh, Arnett and and even Crum at at Ole Miss and Muschamp. And you could even throw in Blake Baker uh, as kind of a second-to-bottom tier uh, in the SEC. These guys aren't that far apart. Uh, but nevertheless, I still have Arnett in the, in the bottom third of the SEC. But it's only been two years. So we don't really fully grade these guys out until we have three years of play calling. So it's not like he couldn't make a move. Right now, the – progression for him is negative it, it we, you know he started at 50 he's at a 46.5 on our scale uh, but that could change with one good solid year and we'd really love to see year three year four for whether it's head coaches or coordinators uh, we expect if a guy's going to be good year three or four has got to be the end of it happening so um, I'm not trying to push it down into the into the lower levels of the SEC because I still say there's there's opportunities there in the way we grade it. Uh, but right now, the defensive side of the football is clearly um, the, the weakness of the program. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Dave Bartu on the Out of Bounds show. Um, okay, so, and you did not like, even though Arnett doesn't grade real high as a defensive coordinator. Uh-huh. You liked him as a linebackers coach, and you didn't like Leach and his chief of staff moving Arnett out of the linebacker position into safeties because he graded pretty well at linebackers and has no experience at safety. Is that correct? Yeah, possibly, right? You know, I mean, we we talked about that, and that's always a concern when you're when you're moving a guy around and. Um, you know, now Zach with, with his experience with Rocky long, uh, as a defensive coordinator, uh, maybe really adept to coaching safeties. We don't have him as ever coaching it before. So I'm curious about the experiment that Mike's doing with the staff moving guys around, uh, because it feels a bit out of the box, a bit abnormal, um, but Mike does things a little bit differently and, and I'm, and who am I to argue with his results? You know, he, he's had, you know, I said it when he was hired. I mean, this, this guy's a walking upset. He's had an amazing career. He coaches well above average. Uh, and now that I'm starting to get into all 11 headsets, it's interesting watching guys make changes, especially with coach Leach that don't seem to fit what is normal in college football. So, um, while I'm sitting here in my chair going, well, I, I don't like that move because I don't have any data on it. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the bad one. Uh, so it's, it's a wait and see. Um, if it works out great, I'm dead wrong. And I love the move. And if, and, and if I'm right, I told you so. <laughs> right. 
And for our listeners, he also moved Jason Washington from safeties to running backs. And Jason Washington's, I don't think, ever coached running backs. So just something to keep an eye on. Uh, or evidently, Mike doesn't really care who's coaching running backs. I mean, we, we've been talking about the devaluing of the running back position for years. Well, it goes to show you how much Mike Leach gives a damn about whoever's coaching that. I don't know. It could be... Bartu had a great quote several weeks ago when I walked him through all this. He said it could be the madness or the genius of Leach. You just don't ever know. Right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now, one, one really quick thing while we were talking here. I was, I was taking a look at the A&M schedule because, you know, we were talking about the state schedule. Right. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I just want to throw this out there because I don't believe in Jimbo Fisher as a head coach. I don't. Okay. Um, Decent play caller, uh, <clears throat> decent staffer, excellent recruiter, but as a head coach, I don't believe in his numbers. Okay, I have him bottom third in the SEC in coaching football games. All right, and we know we we saw last year how many eggs A and M put in the basket to beat Alabama. Right, I mean that was that was their whole goal last year. And we just talked about A&M coming to state, and that's going to be a loss for state. But I want to throw something in there. You want to talk about a perfect trap game for state. You know exactly who A&M's playing after state, right? Alabama, baby. Alabama. On the road at Alabama. So if if there is going to be a, a trap game, that October 1st game in Starkville is it. Is it and and A and M has a rough stretch because they get they get hurricanes on the seventeenth at home not going to be a pushover they got a better staff than A and M Arkansas has got a better staff than A and M and then they got to go on the road to state then on the road to Bama I mean this this is this is one of those it may not happen I'm still taking A and M to win at state but that one is a delicious trap game. October 1st in Starkville. Man, if Jimbo loses to Mississippi State again, oh my goodness. I mean, that, that'll that be wild. That, that'll that be wild. Oh, wild will be losing at home to Miami. Oh, that's true. You talked about that last week or the week before. If he drops that game. You want to talk game? about a game that you shouldn't be losing? Oh, my gosh. I mean, because they get Sam Houston State to start, then App State. That's WW. W. They get four straight home games to start. They get Miami with a completely new staff. You know, this is Jimbo's, what, fifth year? Yeah. Oh, wow, it is. Top five recruiter. And, and to lose that at home would be <laughs> – you want to talk about SEC's fire signals. There wouldn't be a couch left in that town. All right, real quick, uh, grading all yeah. 11 headsets, top three staffs yeah. in the SEC. Uh, top three staffs, um, Bama, Arkansas, and who was the – Is uh, it Florida? Florida? Oh, yeah, Florida. Yeah, Florida, sorry. Yeah, so so Billy Staff at Florida, um, Pittman at Arkansas, and uh, Nick Duh at, at, at Alabama. That's in spite of Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's the worst one on his staff. Wow. Bill O'Brien is, is the worst graded – coach on Alabama staff hmm. as a play caller okay remember we're just talking about their job at that headset bill might be good at other things 
but calling plays for his career hasn't been one of them. And I know a lot of people go, well, look, he had the Heisman Trophy winner last year. Well, pretty much everybody in Alabama has that opportunity, but outside of it, hasn't been very good. That was awesome. Day Bar 2, I appreciate it, my man. We'll talk soon. You know where I'm at anytime. Thank you, brother. Day Bar 2. It's always fun. On the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Driven by your next pre-owned truck or SUV at Mack Hike and Flowood. MackHikeFlowood.com. Right down from Rick's Pro Truck. And uh show is also brought to you by Live Oaks Golf Club. Live Oaks Golf Club and Roosevelt's. Book a tee time right now. LiveOaksGC.com. Stop by for lunch and uh, smash a Philly cheesesteak sandwich or an amazing cheeseburger at Roosevelt's at Live Oaks Golf Club. We'll see you tomorrow. Luganville at 830.